You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. BC Greens Call for Provincial Ship Breaking Regulations By Michelle Gamage, April 20, 2023 The BC Green Caucus wants the province to step up its game when it comes to regulating shipbreaking, an industry that dismantles vessels and sorts materials into recycling or waste streams. Without meaningful action to regulate this hazardous industry shipbreaking poses serious risks to workers, communities and our marine environments, said Adam Olson, MLA for Saanich North and the Islands in the legislature during question period on Tuesday. Olson pointed to Deep Water Recovery, a ship-breaking business operating on the east coast of Vancouver Island, as an example of why the province needs stronger regulations. Deep Water Recovery has pushed up against provincial rules around land use and been found to be out of compliance four times under BC's Environmental Management Act and hazardous waste regulations. Despite this, the company has not yet faced enforcement from provincial regulators, a point Olson pressed Minister of Environment and Climate Change Strategy George Heyman on. Heyman replied that he realizes this is a critically important issue to people who live in the area, and that they have been communicating with us directly and often. Deepwater Recovery Director Mark Jurisic told the Thai WorkSafe BC, Environment Canada, the Ministry of Environment, Every other government agency that comes here, I have absolute confidence in them. If I was doing something wrong, I would have been closed down. Heyman was unavailable for an interview, but a ministry spokesperson sent the TAI an emailed statement noting how ministry staff have visited the site multiple times, issued warnings, and an advisory, and will continue investigating concerns and working with other regulatory agencies to ensure the environment and human health are protected. But BC Green Party leader Sonia Furstenau says the province needs to create a regulatory framework around shipbreaking to make sure public well-being, rather than corporate interest, is centered in government decisions and regulations. This will require leadership, political will and for an honest assessment of the industry and its potential risks, Furstenau told the Thai. A lack of compliance and enforcement can lead to industrial disasters like Mount Polly, she adds. Shipbreaking is hazardous work and has led to hundreds of deaths in India, Pakistan and Bangladesh in recent years. Canadian government boats, like the Coast Guard and Navy, are required to be dismantled in Canada, but commercial vessels, like BC ferries and C-SPAN vessels, can be sent anywhere. One argument for why shipbreaking should happen in Canada is that the industry faces more oversight via broader regulation around worker safety and the handling of hazardous materials here. But there are flaws. In Newfoundland, 500 to 600 workers were exposed to asbestos at the Marystown shipyard, which dismantled vessels in the 70s. This made about half the people who worked there sick. Here in BC, a worker was seriously injured last year when a metal beam fell on his lower body while shipbreaking at the Nanaimo shipyard. Unless government as a regulator sets parameters around what is and isn't allowed, we get industry shaping how this activity occurs in BC, Furstenau says. That's backwards.
we have institutions and government bodies whose task it is to regulate industrial activity, and I think the public expects them to do their job, she says. It's not just that we could see harm to aquatic and local environments and human health. We're also continuing to see an erosion of public trust and expectation of government bodies and institutions. When asked if specific shipbreaking regulations would be helpful to him as a business owner, Jurisic told the Thai without seeing what these people are proposing I have no idea. Shipbreaking activities are currently covered under a number of different broad and overlapping regulations, like handling hazardous materials, shipping and waste management. In the emailed statement from the Ministry of Environment, the spokesperson said shipbreaking is currently regulated as a commercial waste management or waste disposal industry, which requires a permit under the Waste Discharge Regulation of British Columbia's Environmental Management Act. Deep water recovery has all the necessary permits, the spokesperson added. Speaking to Olson on Tuesday, Heyman said shipbreaking is an interjurisdictional issue. That's true, ships moored offshore fall under federal jurisdiction, the foreshore is under provincial jurisdiction, and upland, or beyond the high tide mark, is covered by local government. But environmental concerns, which have been cited in community-based and non-governmental organizations' opposition to deep water recovery's business, fall squarely under provincial jurisdiction. The Concerned Citizens of Baines Sound, a local advocacy group, and the NGO Shipbreaking Platform, an international organization that works to improve global shipbreaking practices, say shipbreaking could pollute Baines Sound, a waterway where half of BC's shellfish is produced. Deep water recovery operates in Union Bay, which opens out into Baines Sound. The sound is recognized by Fisheries and Oceans Canada as an ecologically and biologically sensitive area and as a provincial shellfish reserve. Old vessels can contain hazardous materials, like lead paint, asbestos for insulation, PCBs found in rubber seals, insulation and paint, as well as other heavy metals like mercury and fuel. Dismantling vessels can expose workers and the environment to these materials. Jurisic says he didn't know how many barges his company has dismantled to date. He also did not answer a question about if Deep Water Recovery is planning on dismantling the NOASS Miller Freeman, a ship the company has been slowly moving on to land. When the ship was sold in an auction in 2013 its bidding document noted the buyer could release asbestos fibers by cutting, crushing, sanding, or disassembling the vessel, though it does not say how much asbestos is contained in the ship. Other levels of government also are actively trying to shut the business down. The Comox Valley Regional District is seeking an injunction against the business for allegedly violating regional bylaws. The Comox First Nation, whose traditional territory deep water recovery operates on, has also spoken out against the business. Firstana says she's heard from people from every corner of the province who say industry is threatening their health and well-being. She applauds the grassroots monitoring work the concerned citizens of Baines Sound have done through filing freedom of information requests and following paper trails, but adds this should be a regulator's job, not that of citizens. They're having to do monitoring, getting evidence of industry's activities and reporting it over and over to the provincial government. And they're getting a shrug from the government agency that should absolutely be preventing this from happening, she says. Thanks for stopping by the Tai today.
Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to thetai.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.